Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I am. I'm good. I'm good. But I've been. Before I even get into it, welcome mm-hmm. to another episode of this Black Girl Podcast. I am one of your lovely co-hosts, uh, Miss Ola, Miss Lola, aka Lola. And I am the other half of your lovely co-hosts at The Hill Diva on IG. And uh, you know what? I was just thinking, Miss Lola, that we don't got no theme song. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That is true. What do you think? Okay, if we were to have a theme song, what do you think it would be or should be? That's a good question. Like, what comes to me like this <clears throat> black <clears throat> girl podcast? <clears throat> this black <clears throat> girl podcast. I don't know. Something something good. Something sick and banging. You know what? If there's any producers that are located in Toronto that listen to the show, please contact us at thisblackgirlpodcast at gmail.com or on our Instagram page at thisblackgirlpodcast. We support Black business and we're not afraid to invest. <laughs> yes. Black bitch body. You cannot get it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that song was that song stuck after we seen this one meme and it's so funny. But um, yes, girl, we're going to. I think actually it's better we don't have a theme song because I think people just like that we get right into the tea too. Maybe. Maybe. So that's also good. But maybe one day we might try to spring something on y'all. We just have to, you know, put it out there. Okay, now get into it, Miss Lola. Oh my gosh, okay. I'm literally looking for it. Loving it. I might have to go get my chocolate milk in the meantime. I will also explain disclaimer. I command. Okay. I have no voice. Yeah, I have no voice, ladies and gentlemen, because. If you did not know, it is virtual school in Canada. Okay, I've got three boys, ages 9, 10, and 11 this year. Okay, yes, virtual school. I work from home. Nine, three boys, rambunctious. You, y'all do the math, okay? <laughs> My voice is gone. <laughs> I used to sound like Beyonce, now I sound like Michelle. Okay, one minute, please. I'm dying to stop this. I'm trying to find the safe post because I saved it. Okay, there we go. So yeah. I'm I'm new I'm new to Reddit, so I don't understand nothing. Okay, it is all good. Okay. But if you do you remember like the synopsis? Yes. So I was I, I, that's exactly what I was about to say. If if I don't can't read you the full story word for word, forgive me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will give you an excellent synopsis. Anyhow. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, full disclaimer, trigger warning. Um, we are going to be talking about a very sensitive topic that has to do with sexual assault and rape. Therefore, if that topic does not make you comfortable, we kindly ask that you remove yourself from the situation and that you um, don't listen, unfortunately. Even though we love you, listen to a different episode, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes. So the main theme, though, is your friend ain't your friend when your friend is not your friend. So mm-hmm. there is two women I'm going to call, say, friend A and friend B. And then I'm going to say that there's two men involved. I'm going to call it men one and men two. Mm-hmm. So friend friend A and friend B, they've been very close over the years, besties over the years, grew up, went to school together. While they were in school, friend B got pregnant and had to eventually drop out, raise their child. Friend A um, did not get pregnant, would try their best to help. Friend B, you know, occasionally babysitting, if they need help getting formula, diapers, you know, just being a really good friend, period. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so the friend B would always say like, oh, well, when you have kids, you'll understand. Well, when you have your babies, you'll understand. You'll do this. You'll be like me, blah, blah, blah. And the friend's like, "Mm, no, I don't think that's that's in the cards for me. Like, that's not my vibe. So Mm -hmm. she kind of already making the decision to be child free. Friend B was kind of pushing it on her, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. So, Mm -hmm. um... 
you know, that's kind of how their dynamic had been. Aside from that, they've been decent-ish friends. Um, while they're going through their life, whatever, uh, friend B introduces friend A to man one. And um, man one, they was interested in friend A. Friend A was kind of interested in man one. So they tried to get to know each other. Um, At one point, they found out that they're not really that compatible, specifically because man one was interested in having children and starting a family. And that was not up her alley. So she just kind of left it. She just kind of left it alone. So she okay. just kind of left it alone and, you know, kind of dropped him. He, however, unfortunately did not know how to take no for an answer. He was very persistent. He would bug her, ask her highly inappropriate questions such as, um, how are your eggs? What? Like ovaries, eggs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like really uncomfortable questions. So she's like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not here for this. Leave me alone. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So because they all shared a mutual friend, which was friend B, mm-hmm. um, they're like, you know, I I can't remember if she went over to see him or if he came over to see her. But they, they had guy number two. Guy number two. Because no. remember, wasn't it? No. Guy one. This is still guy one. Oh, so guy one. Oh, I see. So friend B is the mutual friend of girl A, friend A, and guy one. Okay. No, a friend A and friend B. Girl, I'm slow. And I had I did an all-nighter last night. Okay. I'm Bear done. Okay, me. so friend A I'm and friend B are both women. They're both girls. Yes, and I know. And they're both mutual friends of guy one. Okay. Yes, yes. I am now up to speed. Thank you. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, friend one and guy one decided, okay, we're going to meet up, sort things out. Cause he apparently wanted to apologize for how he was acting, you know, didn't want to strain the relationship, the friendship, whatever. Mm-hmm. So she agrees. They meet up. He rapes her. What? Yes. Um, and the, the word used was apparently to put her in her place. Oh my God. Okay. So oh this happened. God. And so friend A had now called guy two, who was another friend. And he convinced her like, look, you need to go to the hospital. You need to get a rape kit done. You need to um, press, press charges if you're comfortable enough, blah, blah, blah. And just kind of like helped her through this whole incident. And so um, she went to the hospital. She got her rape kit. She decided to not press charges because apparently she was an international student studying abroad and she felt like she had nobody at the time. Right. Which was very oh. sad. So terrible. So, and so as she was, you know, getting over the incident and she was healing, Guy 2 has now become fr- this girl's boyfriend. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, which makes no, kind no, of no. Mm-hmm. No, the friend too, the one who brought her to the hospital. I know, I know, I know. Just no matter what you say, I'm just shocked right now. I mean, that's state of panic. <laughs> <laughs> so through their love and support or whatever, um, she was starting to heal and get over it. She's still not fully over it. She's going to a therapist, things like that, trying to understand. This first, this first guy has now been, for the most part, removed out of their life. And mm-hmm. she's trying to move on. What triggered this whole Reddit story was the fact that friend, this girl, friend A and friend B, went out for lunch one day, and friend B says to friend A, "Oh, it's too bad you didn't get pregnant by guy one. You guys would have had such nice babies." <gasps> oh, are and you kidding me? I wish I was. Jesus I Christ! I wish I was. Wow. And so um, she obviously was deeply triggered by this and decided, and the boyfriend has pretty much said, like, look, you need to stop talking to her, cut her off, that's like, leave it alone, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. so that's that was essentially the question she left it with because the friend now being cut off is accusing her boyfriend of being controlling and, ab- and like 
of quote unquote gaslighting her to think that he's abusive and controlling by making her cut this cut her off. Wow. Wow. No, no. This story sounds toxic. It sounds toxic on so many levels, you know? And for her, no, no, I'm sorry. As a woman, to not understand rape and like me personally as a woman, I will say I could never tell a girl you should have the baby by somebody that rapes you. I don't care how good he looks. It could be Shamar Moore, Brad Pitt for, for our other friends more but you know what I mean does it matter like as a woman I I instinctually and I don't know if you felt this but like you know when you're around men you don't know or your friends bring you around guys and they might feel a bit rowdy naturally my guard is has always been up from from the time I was a young girl and men were looking upon me with lust I naturally instinctually were just fearing guys because I didn't know what to expect you know Mm-hmm. So, so to not instinctually understand that fear your friend would have, because I always didn't know what I was fearing, but I just knew I feared them hurting me in some way. You know what I mean? Not necessarily rape at a young age like that, but even a guy just, you know, chasing me, hurting me, holding on to me or God only knows, you know what I mean? So never mind being yeah. a grown woman and understanding the concept of sex and, you know, pleasure versus not pleasure, respect from men versus disrespect from men, you know, touching your body, objectifying you and, you know, and and to tell your friend you should have had babies with him. Like, that's just, it's either she's incredibly insensitive and messed up herself or she just does not give a damn about this girl at all. Now, here's the thing. And a lot of people in the comments, me included, had this vibe when she was telling the story. A lot of people believe that the friend was a co-conspirator encouraging their mutual friend to rape her. Really? Now, maybe because I couldn't relay the story word for word as it was in the Reddit post. But that was definitely the vibe because my, because like you said, like no friend knowing that you went through such a traumatic event would say something like that without like, like it makes no sense for me. And it gives me the vibes of like misery loves company. I was pregnant. Therefore I want you pregnant and in my situation kind of vibes. And because the woman already knew the guy, like not to say that like, and I don't want to b- directly blame somebody, but it's like, mm-hmm. how how were you able to vouch for this person well enough to introduce them to your friend? Right. You know? So like, she uh, was the mutual friend between the two of them. Yes. And then this occurred, she and she she introduced lying. she introduced her friend to the to to the, to the, the predator. Wow. Wow. And then to go open your mouth and say what she said. Yep. I believe she was a co-conspirator for sure. For sure. Like Because like the whole put you in your place part sounds so odd. Because put you Mm -hmm. in your place where? What place? For what? Exactly. Like pregnant, pregnant, like like the friend. Barefoot and pregnant. Exactly. Like that's why I was like, Mm -hmm. it, it just, it, it sounded all very sus, you know? And and for her to have so, so little to no sympathy over what had happened to your friend to make such a nonchalant comment such as, oh, too bad you weren't pregnant for your by your rapist because you guys no, would have had a, cute kids. Like, excuse me? It's such a bottom feeder mentality. Like, crabs in a bucket. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <gasps> I was... And and, and 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 the other part that I didn't include, which I feel like is a is, is a definite dynamic talking point, um, mm-hmm. is that this this new this boyfriend now that's in her life that she's accusing mm-hmm. of being controlling and abusive or whatever, mm-hmm. um, he comes from a well-to-do family, so like huh. it may seem like in in the the friend who has the kid like in her mm-hmm. mind that like 
I'm pregnant. I don't have a man. I'm by myself. And now my girlfriend who, who is choosing to be child free has all her free time, all her disposable income. And she's dating a, 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 a well off man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely like the story oozed to me, a lot of jealousy, a lot of resentment, Um, a lot of bit, a lot of bitterness. Like I said, very, Mm -hmm. very misery loves company. Yes. Um, Yes. And and what I don't like, yeah. And she's literally trying to become a wedge between them. It's like I can't be happy. No one can be happy. The one man who was there supporting her after the rape, like where was this friend after the girl got raped? What picking out fucking baby clothes for her, expecting her to be pregnant. All she allegedly did was stop talking to her rapist. Wow. But that's, again, allegedly. allegedly. You don't even know. You don't even know. I don't know. Like, but the saddest part of the story. Related. Yeah, for me is also the fact that she's questioning whether this is to be her friend again. So it just shows what type of fragile state she's in. Respect for yourself, respect for who you are, for your body. That's disrespect. Right, of course. and But here's the thing, like, I have to agree with you in regards to the fragile mind part, just because, like, I I definitely have had friends in the past um, mm-hmm. who have been very, I don't, I don't want to say very misery loves company, because, like, girl, nobody could, could, could ever put me in that situation, but... Um, I've definitely mm-hmm. had a friend or two where you put up with certain toxic tendencies and certain negative tendencies and mindsets because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want to deal with this or you don't want to be perceived as a bad friend and you get so caught up in trying to be a good friend, you forget yeah. about whether or not that person is being a good friend to you. Ex- very true. Yeah. It's her self-esteem. She's probably in it and that's it, right? Like... I feel yeah. like her self-esteem has been so down. Remember, she got raped on top of that, right? That day. Right. Alone also, in a country. Ugh. But but also I will say this this alleged friend has apparently been friends with her for many, many years. So I also mm-hmm. feel like it's a bit of a, a loyalty thing because oh, yeah. um, you know, we always talk about we've talked about before in an episode about like friendship and loyalty and when does a friend mm-hmm. stop being a friend and all of that shit. Mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes because I, I, I can be the first one to admit it. Sometimes I struggle with having friends that I've like I've been blessed enough to have friends that I've been friends with for many years. This episode of This Black Girl Podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is a super easy app that allows you to create, record, and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer, distribute it so it can be heard across multiple listening platforms, allows you to make money with no minimum listenership, and have everything you need all in one place. Plus, it is absolutely free. So to get started today, just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Mm-hmm. So you've been yeah. friends with... I, I was saying, sorry, I was, I've been blessed enough to be friends with, a, with well, the friends I consider friends right now. Like I've thankfully known them for very many years um Mm -hmm. so sometimes i find at least for myself there's that weird loyalty goop that sticks Mm -hmm. to a situation where you're like i'm not okay with what's going on i notice the situations are looking a little toxic a little weird Mm -hmm. and how do i deal with this how do i address it do i just cut her off like she's a nobody or they're nobody um Mm -hmm. because we've been friends for so long 
And I feel like that's that's what she's struggling with, where it's like, you know, mm-hmm. you've been for so long, you've, you've kind of grown into their toxic tendencies, their, you know, certain qualities about them that you've brushed off as, oh, that's just them being them. Right, and, right. And now, and now she's recognizing that, okay, well, maybe what her being her is actually just toxic and I can't deal mm. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Very true. She's trying to, it's, it's like that root of a way back friend that is now almost a root in your life, like a, a part of your foundation and you don't realize right. that that root's dead, you know, and it's true. And, and I right. feel like I get it. I, and it, I can relate to that for sure because, um, I've been there in my life for sure, where I had to realize it took for me, it took a depression going into depression, stress, you know, feeling like I've never felt in my life. Like I had never felt so tired, so exhausted, so unhappy and unlike myself Yeah, for me to realize that, wow, like, and you think that it's your family oh it's my kids and it's my life it's my job I'm just I need to eat better but then you realize holy crap it's also the energy around you you have blood suckers around you and some Mm -hmm. friends you know get too comfortable and it definitely um, can get to that point where you don't even realize that there's a parasite feeding off of you like really and truly you know what I mean so it's true like I I can see that and I feel bad for this girl because I mean when it comes to rape that should be pretty black and white that you know you don't freaking tell your friend that her rapist would be made a good baby father or whatever good looking babies that's ridiculous yeah that's that's honestly that's just so fucked up like there's no way there's in in my my personal opinion there's no way to justify saying that even if like they're one of those sick twisted jokey jokey friends like you should know even know your own friend well enough to know that even if you want to kiki like that like you can't do that with them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's like that's a that's a no-go kind of situation and i feel like it just exposed her to say like just say you want her pregnant in the house with you exactly just say that that. and just say Mm -hmm. that you're jealous of her life just say it exactly and that's toxic, like that's beyond toxic for a friend. Because I would wonder, did you set me up? Did you set me up to get raped? Like, and God only knows what a friend like that would do again now to you. You know what I mean? Well, the that's one, what I'm saying. Yeah, I was gonna say the one thing I've learned. I can say I've learned, like I've learned in my 32 big big age. Okay, <laughs> and you always say big big age. Yeah, big big. Big grown ass age, yes, girl, yes. go off. What I wish I could tell my twenty-two year old self, mm. hell, not even twenty-two because it was too late. I was already pregnant. <laughs> and what I could, what I wish I could tell my nineteen-year-old self mm-hmm. is when someone shows you who you who they are, believe them the first time. Woo! That's the facts. Facts. Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing. The other thing, and I wish I could tell my. 22 year old self because at my 32 year old they they grown mm-hmm. <laughs> age as well mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like I wish I knew like not everybody not everybody's your friend and that's okay mm-hmm. that you know people are reasons and here for seasons and that's also mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm and sometimes if somebody chooses to remove themselves from your life and you mm-hmm. know you are not the reason, girl, be thankful. Be thankful. That's the garbage taking itself out. Trust yo, me. That's all I look at. Yo, we were living in 2022 and 2012. I'm telling you, the For garbage is taking <laughs> itself out. No. And me with my soft little pitter patter heart did not know why. Mm-hmm. Was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, what did I do? Why can't you just let oh. me know what happened, girl? You don't need to know. Mm-hmm. You don't need to mm-hmm. know. And, and the joke is, I have not thought of that person since. Amen. I'm not. I, I probably have seen them twice since mm-hmm. our friendship had 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 fractured or whatever. I'd seen them maybe two times, and I have not spoken to them since, and I have not thought of them since. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And anytime they're 
their name gets brought up, girl, it's around some sort of drama, some mm-hmm. sort of thing. And all I could hear, all I could hear is my guardian angel over my shoulder. You see that? You see that? <laughs> That's what you don't have to deal with. And I was like, you're right. Facts. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> it's so true. It's funny because me, when I was young, yeah, I was always, to be honest, looking back, I was raised in a very, very shattered, controlled environment. As much as, like, I wasn't, I did not have helicopter parents. My mom was not home a lot. Like, she worked two jobs, you know, late nurse. And then she would work on weekends. And, you know, she would, she was a hardworking woman. But, um, like, I had siblings at home. And and my closest sibling was five years older than me. So I would always, you know, people would give me ice cream money to go get this. I'd go to the store, pick up that. Like, life was good. Honestly, I was just babied left, right, okay? (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. So whenever I had a friend that got mad at me, I didn't know how to, it didn't compute. Like, I don't know, system overload, system overload. So I would just ignore it. I would just be like, okay, next, like, okay, next shiny thing. And I just keep going. So I never knew how to deal with confrontation because no one was arguing with me at my house. I was always being babied all the time, you know, or like, you know, they would bring me somewhere and go do stuff and, or alone right so I, I felt like I'm an only child a lot because my older siblings only called me when they wanted me to go do something I'll go change the channel go do this go and do that so I was following orders or I was being spoiled you know so I didn't understand what to do with negativity I didn't so I ignored it but now so so like friends didn't like that because they would be upset and they'd want to engage and I would just be checked out right right but but now like as I'm older that like I can do that I'm very easy to just not be bothered when it comes to negativity that was the one kind of good thing I got from it but Mm -hmm. like when I like the person I enjoy the toxicity (laughs) and it's bad yes I enjoy like when my friends mad at me and I, I enjoy calling and saying so what happened you know like I like to fix problems and I like to take on the motherly role you know what I mean sometimes so it's like I find that it's like a double-edged sword, but, um, but girl, the moment I went and got depressed, girl, like, yo, it became friggin' every man for himself, guy, lonely man island, one man <laughs> island, girl. I was right. done. I'm like, everybody got cut off, cut out. I was done, 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 done. And that's how I am right now. Like I am right now to this day, it's like, I'm very selective on who I will do what I call my is for you know like baby please please come back you know i i ain't just right. doing anybody like it's just if you gotta be a really good friend for me to be running baby doing my baby please like oh yeah i like when men do that to me i'm the queen you know so <laughs> it's really no, funny. I, I i definitely i definitely feel that i definitely relate and like um i'm kind of similar in the sense I wouldn't, I wouldn't be checked out to confrontation, but girl, I would duck and dodge like I was in the WNBA, okay? <laughs> MMA, WNBA, whatever. Well, like I was Mike bo- Tyson, girl, like- girl, bob it and weave it, okay? Float like a butterfly, <laughs> ducking like an ostrich, okay? <laughs> but as I've gotten older, I, 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 I've kind of like, I embrace. The confrontational part of me because like I go I go extreme like I'm because like I don't know maybe it's a fire sign blaming on my zodiac but like mm-hmm. when I'm <laughs> mad I'm mad and even mm-hmm. more than that now like I've developed a habit that like if I'm mad I'm gonna tell you to your face I will hold on right. to it who <laughs> tell you to your face um, which is a good and I've slowly mm-hmm. learned to like, you know, tell people about themselves over the phone thanks to coronavirus. Okay. Right. <laughs> over you know, Zoom, like everybody over else. Over Zoom. Or Google Meet. <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. Because cause cause like I like with me, especially when tone can be misinterpreted, mm-hmm. I like to make sure you understand me clear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you understand me direct. One hundred percent. A hundred percent. No, for sure. Because here's the thing: like, 
because I'm usually so kind and so like hee hee whatever nonchalant <laughs> most times I don't want you to think I'm playing with you I'm not playing with yeah. you facts like period I'm not playing with you when I'm pissed you will know mm-hmm. that I'm pissed and I don't want that pissation yep. misinterpreted yup I hear that I yes. hear that a hundred and ten Spoken like a true Jamaican girl. Jamaican. <laughs> my mom was like, Jamaican. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, and, and it's like, I'm at a point where like anybody can catch this move. Period. Like anybody. <laughs> like, like, God bless my mama. Even she catches it sometimes. But I don't need to throw the flamethrower that way. But it does. And I have to like <laughs> put out all the little, you know, little, little tendrils and, and the sparks. I have to put them out and be like, sorry. Let me talk mm-hmm. to you like an adult. Right. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't kill me. Yeah, no. Don't. But I just like, I don't know. I'm very, I very much so match energy. And then when I'm not okay with mm. something, depending on how you address me, if you address me with like respect and stuff, like I will talk to you and be like, look, what you did was so out of pocket. I'm not okay with it. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. End of story. Mm-hmm. But if you come to me out of out of pocket and sideways and all types of oh well I'll be like Mm-mm, don't do that don't release that dragon you will get burned third degree don't, you can handle Seriously. that don't light them fires if you can handle that smoke yo okay. really and truly really and truly okay okay so, <laughs> uh, so I, I honestly truly believe like that friend because like I said the friend was texting her oh your boyfriend's this your boyfriend's I i be like, first of all, don't talk about my man. You don't know him, period, point blank. Second of all, w- instead of you worrying about what my man's doing, you need to worry about you and your rapist friend. Please remove yourself from my life. This number will be changed and you will be blocked. Goodbye. Facts. And worry about your child. Because yeah, clearly, child. That, what kind of a mother are you that you, this is okay. Like, I don't get it. Why is this okay? Why like, would you why want are you- friend? Like, That's not a friend. Yeah. My, why are you so involved in my fucking uterus, brethren? Like, <laughs> get out right. of my fucking uterus. <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah, honestly. Because, no, because, like, you know, I have friends who have made the decision that, like, oh, I want to be child-free. I have no interest in having kids. At one point, I was child-free. And I had no right. interest in having kids. So right. it's like... So it's like, I've never judged my friends about that because I'm like, oh, that's fine. You don't want to have no kids. That's cool. You can be the cute, you know, you can be the cool auntie or, or whatever. Girl, I know. And, and, and quick side note, who the heck is judging these people? Girl, I worship those people. I'm like, you are the father. You know the future. You have the divine visions. Like, no, my God. Really, really. Girls really, that know really. that they don't want to be having babies hanging from their nipples and stuck behind a stove for the rest of their life, girl. Like, well, you are not pathetic. You are a pioneer. Okay? A visionary. A visionary. Thank you, a mogul. No, because here's the thing. It's funny because, like, even, like, my, my, um... My homepage for Twitter had a thread talking about women discussing um, pregnancy symptoms that nobody tells each other about. There's been instances of women talking about their teeth falling out, their hair falling out, um, uh, having uh, issues with like, you know, the the discs in their spines popping out. Uh, women who talked about when they gave birth, their, their perineum ripped. So their vagina and the asshole was t- one big old canal. Uh, Girl, stop like, messing with them Jamaicans. I told you, Jamaican. I'm just kidding. Like, I'm just kidding. No, for sure. But I'm just saying like all of those things are things that can happen to a woman or a, a person with a uterus if they mm-hmm. choose to have a child, you right. know? Right. And like nobody's talking about it. And some women are gagged because they've never heard of this shit in their lives. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like at this rate, I'm never having no fucking kids. Are you dumb? Yeah. For me, when I had my um first child, girl, I probably had the one button vagina hole guy because that thing <laughs> tore. Okay. That thing oh, tore. No. And I 
All I remember is this man sewing, and it felt like he was sewing for like two days. I'm like, <laughs> when is this man gonna stop sewing down there? Like Jesus. Are you gonna stop sewing? Like, oh my! Uh, the guy just kept sewing and fucking. I'm like, yo, I must have had a one hole. Like, I don't know what wagwan. The man well, was in friggin' Narnia, guy. I will, I will tell you. I had me shook, okay? Because you obviously gave natural birth. I had a C-section, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So I couldn't see what they were doing. All I could hear was behind the blue sheet, and I could feel mm-hmm. the pain because my anesthesia wore off. Okay. Oh Jesus, girl. Girl, so I'm, Jesus, I remember yo, this. I'm screaming, mm-hmm. I'm yelling, I'm going Ooh. through all of this. Why am I hearing the doctor be like, "Okay, now let's take, let's um put the uterus back in the body," and I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> yo, yo, like, bro, like, why is my uterus out of my out body? Of, like what? I, yo, I would have passed is out one time. Jesus Christ, sweet Jesus." Sweet Jesus. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yo, talk about the last thing you want to hear. Yo, if I wasn't traumatized then, I would be traumatized at that moment because I'm like, girl, I'm traumatized. Why is my uterus outside of my body that you have to put it back in? Like, what? Like, why am I feeling pain of something that's not in me? Like, what? Like, (laughs) what? My uterus hurts. Let's put it back in the body. Like, what? Jesus Christ. Yo, that's scary. Like, I'm done. Yo, terrifying. Okay, mm-hmm. terrifying. And mm-hmm. and like me and the Mister now, we we exclusively talk about children in a hypothetical formula. Okay, strictly <laughs> mm-hmm. hypothetical. <laughs> I love it. He like because like we're at that weird in between age where like. Mm-hmm his career is really kind of taking off and you know and like my business is being more established but mm. we're a little too old that like we don't want to be old parents you know what i'm saying right yeah understand uh-huh yeah i like, said because yeah. there's like there's some people who've had kids at 36 39 like that's great that's beautiful but like for me personally and he brought up, he actually brought this up and it was a good point because he was like, I don't want to be in my 40s running after no toddler. And I was like, yo, same. Girl, same. I just I just don't like people. Yo. I'm done. <laughs> I am done. Honest I'm just, to God. I'm oh. just saying, because you always hear me saying at your big, big age, do I really want to be <laughs> at my big, 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 big age trying to struggle to find diaper changing stations and and having having my man coming in with his salt and pepper hair and a stroller like and, no. <laughs> and a stroke like Frank no. running after some toddler tiring you out guys. Bro, bro we're talking about arthritis and freaking and freaking um <laughs> baby formula and, and freaking baby Einstein yeah, <laughs> arthritis and baby. Yo, yeah, are you? What are you watching? I'm watching arthritis, daddy. No, it's Arthur, honey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, arthritis and Arthur. Like Arthur and that, arthritis. I'm done. Yo, that, that should be the name of the episode, first of all. But, <laughs> but like, I, I just like we just decided that we mutually decided that you know what, that's not cohesive to the lifestyle that we want to be living. And like I'm fine with it. I already have a kid. That's his stepkid. He cares about her. He loves her. That's great. Like a part of him, I do feel like, kind of feels like it's not his blood relation. But at the same time, he knows. Like if we were to have a kid, like girl, I'd need to be pregnant now. That ain't happening. <laughs> and girl, cool. I get it. Yeah. I, I... Mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying that's not happening because I only have what. Like seven years on my thirties left. I'm not trying to graduate mm. into my forties with yeah. a not even ten year old. Gosh, girl, hell no! And I can't even fathom it. After my kids, girl, I have a nine, a ten, and an eleven year old this year, girl. I am, I'm all the in, girl. <laughs> Right? Like, Eight years out the bin, okay? Oh my gosh, girl, I just did it for ten years. I was doing ten years to life, okay? <laughs> and this is, this is what I'm saying because it's like, because like, uh, in in our forties, 
my daughter is going to be entering her teenage years. She's going to mm-hmm. be 13, which scares mm-hmm. the fuck out of me, but whatever. She's going to mm-hmm. be into her teens, like h- helping, guiding her on that next step into young adulthood and grown adulthood and doing whatever. And that's great. And I'm here for it. But like, do we really want somebody with mommy, daddy? Like, no, like we're beyond that. Now. We're above mm-hmm. it. You know? And I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to being that friend that look like looks at your everybody else's cute little babies and be like, oh my god, your baby's so cute, and then put the baby down and leave. Girl, that's literally me right now. So <laughs> ways. Every time I leave my sister's house before like an hour's gone by, she's like so quick, so soon. Oh, you just came up for two minutes. I'm like, lady, I ain't got no kids. Like that daddy house. Bye. Like I love no, you, bye. but gotta leave you. <laughs> and it's like cause cause babies are so good in small doses. Like it's like a high. It's good. Any longer and you might catch. You might catch one. Like, so no. I have no, to go. Bye. For the, back, for the back, back. of my ovaries, I got to leak. Okay, amen. honestly. Amen. And one thing though, amen. amen. Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to say earlier, um, you know, you talked about baby girl and not having any more kids, is yeah. something you learn when you get older as well. When you're in your thirties, you learn that one is not such a lonely number. Oh, okay, girl. Girl, I got four in this house. Three of them have testosterone and then twig a, a swordfish in the morning, okay? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, okay? All three of them, I wish they would... When they go to their dads, girl, I'm like, pussy to the wind, girl. <laughs> yes! <laughs> we walk around butt naked, okay? Oh, letting the breeze, letting little Mrs. Cha-Cha get all the air she needs, okay? Pussy to the wind, uh, okay? Hashtag. That, that is... Right? Yeah, y'all, that is our hashtag for when you just go and butt naked in your house, okay? <laughs> I'm telling you, honestly, oh my God. honestly, really, truly, just to touch on that, like, you already know, like, it was a, I, it, nine times out of ten in my house, I am a nudist, and I love it, and I embrace it. I don't give a shit what nobody says. Amen. And I, and I enjoy it. I got my fans on, like, you know, pussy to the mm-hmm. wind, period. <laughs> And I love it. Right? Love but, it. you know, when I need to wear clothes, I will wear clothes. But if I don't need to wear clothes, I'm not going to wear clothes. That's you know? me. And, like, me having sons now, it is an issue because one of my sons doesn't give a damn. Yeah. The other son, I think he thinks it's funny, you know? And then the other son, who's a businessman, is like, just get the F out of here with that crap. Like, he doesn't <laughs> say that, but his face is saying that. Like, yeah. So, oh, you know, so I, I respect baby, him, you know, like, yeah. Baby girl is getting into the phase now where, like, girl, I, like, like, because you know, <laughs> you know how you hear all these stories about, like, Zoom calls and, and Google Meets and stuff and, like, the person oh, yeah. wearing no pants or anything, girl. I'm wearing no pants, no wig, no bra, no nothing. Okay, no bras, nothing. <laughs> no bras. I just keep the camera off and I'm doing my thing. But now, mm-hmm. baby girl's getting into a phase where she'll see me get up and I'm walking around the house and I'm trying to, you know, do little things and I'm not wearing no clothes. She'll be like, "Mom, I think you should put on some clothes." <laughs> like, like she talks to me as if I don't know that I'm naked. You know. Right. <laughs> so I just look at her and I'm like, fine. You know, like, because I want her to know, like, your opinion's valued and respected, but, like, right. you, you ain't going to keep me closed in my own damn house, girl. You tried it. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. That's exactly it. I try to do the same thing with my kids because, you know, nine times out of ten, girl, that's why I have no voice because. Opinions don't matter in this house, okay? Except my voice, okay? <laughs> that is why God had to shut me up by taking my voice and making me sound like friggin' Esmeralda on Ariel, whatever the hell, okay? I sound like that that octopus witch lady from friggin' yes. under the sea, okay? <laughs> but like, because I need to be quiet. But honestly, I try to, I, I try to, I try to take your opinion. It's just that when you want to be butt naked. In your own home and you can't enjoy your home because there's kids left right what are you supposed to do i you know i actually need to put a lock on my door because my kids just bust into my room on top of that so i'm like now you're asking for it i'm naked this is my room 
and they have the nerve to bust in my room and tell me, oh, put on clothes. I'm like, get out my room. Get out my gosh dang room. Girl, I'm telling you, privacy lock is the best thing that ever happened in my house. Because, girl, I put that shit on. I keep that, like, because she goes to bed before we go to bed. So Uh. once I know she's in bed, she's asleep, she's secure, okay, great. We go to bed, door is locked. Whether whether we're hanky-panking, whether we're showering, whether whatever, the door is locked, period. So she knows she can't just... Sometimes even though we tell her not first, she'll still try and bust through the door. So she knows <laughs> now. She'll try to open the door, see it's not, see it's locked, knock, and then we 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 we, we entertain the whole story. Who is it? She'll be like, it's me. And we're like, okay, hold on, and then like we'll let her in. But mm-hmm. man, girl, I can, the moment she's a teenager, she's like, I want to knock on my door. I'm like, hey, you tried it, girl. All right. Oh my gosh. Hell, I'll be like, the moment my kids say that, I just change the lock on my front door. There, there's a lock. Get out. (laughs) You want a lock on your door? No problem. Okay, bye. Go call your dad. Okay. (laughs) Right? I don't know. Because, like, I try to give her privacy. Um, Most times, do I, like, I'll walk into her door, but that's also because she's a kid or whatever. But, like, um, Mister is very cute because he oh he 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 definitely like shows that level of respect. Like he knocks on her room door before he goes mm-hmm. in, always. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so endearing because it's like you know it's just showing her she's her own little person and that of he respects course. her space. You know, so mm-hmm. I think that's really cute of him to do. But I don't do that. I'm not gonna lie. Of course, that is respect, especially as a man, right? So right she deserves that respect it's showing her a standard to expect from all men in her life Fact. you know and that's why i really love that you know because it's like mm-hmm. if somebody's not showing the same kind of energy she's gonna be like whoa 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 straight straight you know? mm-hmm. yeah but I love like it. a single child home yeah a single girl child home like it couldn't be further worlds away from a triple boy child home. <laughs> Girl, you think that until you see my house and you're like, what tornado blew through here? <laughs> you see my house and you're like, why am I outside? <laughs> Not even. Girl, I'd be like, I'd be like, I thought I thought I went I thought I went to, to your house. What am I doing at my house? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Honest to God. Straight oh, up. So it's like, I don't know. There's a lot of similarities. There's definitely a lot of differences. Point of the matter is, if you don't want to have kids, don't have no damn kids. If you want to have kids, have right. kids. But I no, do stress. No, If you want to have kids, still don't have kids, okay? I'm dying. Get to know somebody it. else. No, I'm trust me. No, Get no, you me. know why? You know why? Because here's the thing. I've, and, and, because I have a lot of friends who are wonderful parents, well-deserving parents who have unfortunately had to go through the ropes when it came to naturally conceiving, you know? Mm-hmm. And it always bugged me that like, why does it seem like the, 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 the shitty parents or the parents who don't care or the parents mm-hmm. who get their kids taken away or who mm-hmm. cause problems mm-hmm. are the ones that are so fucking fertile yep. and don't know birth control, but yet the ones who actively want to have children, make room for them in their life, are health, like, you know, wonderful people, and they struggle the most. That always bugged me. It's so true. But this is it. It's God's joke on us, literally. It's those who... You understand? I feel like to yeah. be I feel like if I couldn't have kids, <laughs> of course I'd be the best parent. Because I wouldn't have them until I was ready. You know what I mean? When I you're guess. able to have kids, you freaking have them too quick because bada boom, your body's just blat out. You know what I mean? When you're infertile, right. there's no oops baby happening because you can't even have a baby. You know what I mean? So when you're very fertile, chances gonna have a baby before you expected it you know what i mean like you're gonna have a baby because that's what your body's made to do have babies you know what i mean unless you're being extremely careful or you're aborting or whatever you're very very careful you know what i mean so yeah every parent who is infertile 
90%, I don't want to say everyone because there's always them one, two, but 90% of infertile parents will be really good parents because by the time you decide, you really freaking want that child. You didn't get it. It didn't just happen when you just tried at 25. You know what I mean? Or it didn't happen when you tried at 22 or, you know what I mean? Like by the time yeah, you realize you're trying, 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 you're 30, you're 35 and now you're, you're knocking on in vitro door, right? So by the time you're responsible, you've thought about it, you've planned it, you're financially capable because if you're paying for in vitro and all that, you know, you're, you're doing all right, you know, unless the government's helping or whatever, but nine times out of 10, you're doing all right by the time you have a child, right? So it makes sense. It makes right. sense. I'm just saying, even if you fertile, don't do it. Don't do it. It's a trap. It's a trap, Papito. Don't do it. I'm just kidding. Sorry. I'm not trying to appropriate nobody's accent. You're so silly. No, I'm just saying, like, because, like, at one point when I was much younger, I always thought to myself, like, I wasn't having the expectation of, like, oh, I'm going to get married. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like, I was ready in my head kind of implanting, I'm going to be a strong, independent woman. Well, what's going to happen if I want kids? I was even thinking of like, you know, becoming a foster parent mm. and, and or and or adopting a, a child or two or whatever as mm. like an actual possibility for myself. Like if I thought like, you know, at this age, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, if I was, you know, still single and I had no children and I had my, yeah. you know, all my stuff lined up and doing stuff like that, this would be my next step. Right, right. I, that's that's crazy. I love it. I like the idea because I I actually had that idea as well. Um, in a different messed up way. I used to watch that show One World, where it was like two white parents, and they had children from like they were a foster family, but all the kids were different races. There was like a black child, a Chinese child, a child, a Spanish child, you well, know, no, a white child. Saying- like, no, like I, my, my thought was to always adopt a black child because they always said that, like growing up, they said that black children and children of color were always least adopted. Oh, that's so sad. So yeah, but like that kind of fills with what I wanted to do. I wanted to have a home like one world. I wanted to have a bunch of ethnic kids. You know what I mean? Different children, not necessarily white, but I, I definitely wanted to have, like, I could create my own home full of children that you know have no family so i i wanted to have the rainbow though i did i did want the rainbow but do you see how these shows can like have y'all twist up like what kind (laughs) of craziness is that like i'm like oh hell no i have three of my own and i'm done i I mean sorry i I sound so anti-adoption right now i'm not anti-adoption y'all i'm anti-kids okay there's a difference i'm just kidding (laughs) but uh but i'm just saying it's just crazy because I was so young thinking that until yeah. I saw the episode where the eldest, like the white girl fell in love with the eldest black boy. And I'm like, oh, hell no, not in my house. Not in my house. I was like a young girl watching it too. <laughs> not in <under> my house. <laughs> so that dream went down the drain, guy. Anywho. You're so funny. Girl, I was um, done. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, like, because like I had that idea and then eventually I migrated to wanting to be child free. And then, um, obviously, that didn't last because of mm. my uh, my previous relationship at the time. Uh, we kind of decided, like, you know what? Okay, we're going to do this child baby thing, whatever. And now I have my mm-hmm. child. Do I love her? Yes. Would I trade her for anything? No. But mm-hmm. if I could do things <laughs> over again, I probably would still be child-free. Girl, facts, and, and be Most like, the, be like the meme, be like the meme, shaking my ass in Dubai in a thong. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't kill me. I have to see that. Is it the African girl that's always eating chips or something? No, no, no. It's a different one. I sent it to you though on WhatsApp, where okay, she's I like, I've suffered for nineteen years. Now oh it's yeah. Me to shake my ass on a yacht in Dubai in, Dubai. in a thong. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was that girl's literally me right now, minus the thong. I mean not minus the thong. I'd be wearing full bum underwear. (laughs) Oh, I shake my ass in a thong. I don't give a shit. 
I'll give oh a shit. God, okay. I wouldn't care. You know why? I have because bum issues. Who? Why? You have a juicy plump booty, girl. No, but like I don't like showing it. Like to be honest, and it's it's Ooh. weird too because I'm Air. on Tinder out in these streets and guys will say that they'll be like oh like they'll, they'll I, I just noticed they'll be looking and I'm like no like I don't I don't show my butt I don't wear thong stuff I do not wear you know things where my butt's hanging out like I don't do that you know what I mean like I'll wear a bathing suit that's full bum and maybe a little booty cheek you know a little you know because it's just a little slight cheek you know one you know a third a third of a okay. not even a third a quarter cheek out <laughs> Okay, like a little sliver, a little sliver. Yes, a sliver, an eight o'clock or whatever. I don't know what the, what the hell o'clock. A sliver of ass. Right, it's a little sliver, exactly. <laughs> okay, like a slice minced meat. But I'm like, I'm not putting a whole breast out, a whole, a whole rump roast out. I, I can't. Oh, I can't girl. do it. Here's here's my thing. My whole thing mm -hmm. is time and place. Am I gonna be? Mm -hmm. You know, having the whole ham out at Thanksgiving for everybody to nibble, <laughs> nip on, chew on, mm -hmm. use put a the fork in after they're done. Birds like no, no. no. <laughs> Am I gonna right. be walking these streets right now? Walk out and nothing but like you know, with che both cheeks hanging out, double cheeked up on a Tuesday? No. <laughs> but if I'm like, let's say for example, we, we go on, you know, girls vacay, girls girls bay vacay, and we go up to our mm -hmm. cottage somewhere, and it's just me and my friends, mm -hmm. and my man, and his friends. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Yes, I'm gonna have my whole ass out. I don't care if your friends are looking. That's your problem. Then <laughs> it's not his problem. You know why? Because I'm going back to his bed. I've right. seen all his friends. I got the best one. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know, so... Don't kill me. I got the best one. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I love Period. It. Period. I love it. Point so, blank. <laughs> yo, for real. So it's like, I don't need to... I don't have those concerns about being lusted after or anything. Because if my girlfriends see, see me and they're like, Hey, girl, yes, look at that ass poking out. I'll be like, yep. And I'll throw it in a circle, too. But Fact. that's because... I'm with my friends. I'm with my friends. I'm I'm in a safe environment. I'm comfortable. I'm gonna wear whatever I want. If I have my under boobs and my titties hanging out, that's whatever. If I have my ass hanging out, that's whatever. Like fact, nobody's fact. gonna make I me mean, feel away. But am I girl. am I gonna walk down downtown with my ass out, my titties out? Maybe during Pride, but Pride ain't happening. Ooh, so that ain't happening. It, it ain't even happening this year. Damn, I thought maybe they might turn it around. No, there ain't no Pride parade. Mm -mm. Pride canceled, caravan is canceled. So yeah, I knew like, that. Mm -hmm. so like time and that whole time and place vibe, like is off. It's, yeah, it's it's not there. So the only time it's gonna happen is when I have a happy private setting to to do so. And when I when I have those moments, mm -hmm. I will take full advantage and have fun <laughs> and be, be comfortable in my skin. Because if I can't be comfortable in my skin, when can I be comfortable? Facts. That is true. For me, it's like, oh, like I just hated, you know, like I remember way back when only black booty, okay? When I was in high school. Ain't no white, Chinese, nothing. Hispanic, well, maybe Hispanic, I don't know, but I, no Hispanics were, were lusting after me. But nobody was into booty back then, okay? Except steady black young boys my age you know my in my teenage years in high school and right. a lot of them were cocky as well and a lot of these men would just you know like make um they just kind of made us see about it so i was always made to feel uncomfortable i felt shy i feel you know what i mean it, it was very off-putting like it's just it's still off-putting because yeah. girl i i Till this day, at my big, 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 big grown age, I'm still getting that. Where I walk out and my leggings are a little too leggy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look at that ass. Yeah, bro. Blah, blah, blah. Like the stupid cat calling. I don't give a shit no more. I don't give a shit. Because like, here's my thing. You're out here begging for my time. Time is money. So what you going to do about it? And for oh, me, it's not so nothing? much. Okay. Mm -hmm. So kill me. For me, it's not so much the cat calling, but like, 
it's more the talk, like the touching, sorry. Um, I, that I did not like because that would happen. You know what I mean? I, that's what really scarred me the most. It's just certain men that just want to grab right away. And it just made me feel like, okay, I, I there's something valuable there because for you to not even think you have to ask me, how can this be worth any value if it's just you think it's something that's just free? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so I, disrespectful. I, I definitely can relate because like, I, it, it was at a point where in my like latest teens ish or sort of like around there, I used to have the same issue, you know, certain guy friends getting a little too close, getting a little too touchy feely. But girl, it was at a point where even my girlfriends were touching my butt. So I used to like, I used to just jokingly say like, oh, my ass must belong to the city of Toronto because everybody want a piece. Everybody got a piece. <laughs> Touching it up here, there and everywhere. Where are my property taxes? Don't kill me. My property tax. Don't kill me. Y'all owe me rent. Y'all owe me rent. Your fingers. Yeah, y'all owe me rent. Back taxes. Don't make me call TRA because I will. Right. And and it's funny now. It's funnier now because like my ass is bigger now than it was back then. Girl, girl. Girl, don't start on that ass, girl. We're going to be here. We're going to be here. That bootay. Your man, I know your man's in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) He in heaven. Yes, he Mm -hmm. is. And this is the thing, though. I had touched on something that kind of struck a chord with me and kind of goes full circle conversation. So I think we could also wrap it up on this. Yeah. When men would touch my behind and I felt like it was of no value because you know for you to just take it like that imagine that's how a woman feels when she's being raped and that's her body her whole body you know being inside of her that's her being so I can understand now why young girls who are violated in that way act out sexually you know because it's not them seeking it's them just not saying no to these pervert men that are just pushing up on them you know what I mean or or maybe they they want to say no but I was saying it's it probably seems more like wanting to take back control because like when it mm. comes to rape, it's usually um it's a power thing rather than a sexual thing. You know what I'm saying? Because like even mm-hmm. in that story, the guy was saying to he was he 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 raped her to a, allegedly put her in her place. Not mm-hmm. because you know, I want that fire box. It was to, you know, it was being used as a, a, a weapon of some sort to, you know. Right. Right. And violence on her. Yeah, exactly. One second. So I have to hush one of my kids. I'm doing my podcast, please. Give me a moment. So what I was going to say is, yeah, so I I do agree that in instances for sure. But I'm I'm more thinking of like, for example, the young girl, you know, is violated by an older person and, you know, moving forward any boyfriend that she has can easily just coerce her into it because she says, who cares? Someone else took it anyway. Like it's not value. Someone didn't respect it. So they don't see their body automatically as their temple. They don't see it as their own anymore because someone took something from them. So it's, you know what I mean? Like it's so easy to disassociate oneself with one's body because like, I, I kind of felt that. And what I went through is not nearly as traumatic as you know some of the brutal violence that some people go yeah. through right so mm-hmm. it just for me it kind of opened my eyes and it gave me perspective just I just had a moment of clarity right now that like damn if I feel so uncomfortable for something like that which is still harassment you know imagine how some women are feeling not all you know what I mean but imagine yeah. how some women are feeling or young women who that's their introduction to sexual activity you know what i mean so i could it it just hurts and it it brings makes me think back to that young woman whose friend told her wickedness pure evil wickedness about oh how cute the babies are gonna be like get out of here with that like young girls any friend that disrespects you you should be able to tell them straight to their face hey first what's wrong without no problem feel like if you feel like you can't tell somebody who's supposed to be your friend how you genuinely feel, that's that's a strong indicator that that's not actually your friend. Yeah, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. That's a bright yep. neon flag. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 
in closing, girl, let us uh, close up and uh, try to keep it a buck. I really like this Reddit story edition. I think we should do another one of these next week. Um, but yeah, y'all, this is uh, at the Hill Diva on IG um, with at this Black Girl Podcast and my beautiful co-host. Hola, Miss Lola, a.k.a. Lola. Make sure to follow us on your favorite streaming platform, whether that is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure to like our page on This Black Girl Podcast on IG. And if you do have a question, query, advice, you want to send some smoke, fan mail, whatever, mm-hmm. you can actually email it to thisblackgirlpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And bring it, y'all. We want to hear your opinions. I did have a quick thing to say, too, because I, I had done a, a quick mental note when I had said, because I know there's going to be some haters that are going to come with that smoke for, for no reason. But when mm-hmm. I did say that the the if I had the adopted house full of all these adopted different race children, that, you know, when that TV show, the one uh, white child ended up falling in love with the black child, I'm not against no interracial love, y'all. So I don't want no interracial love warriors coming for me. Okay. Right. I don't need no no spades up my, my blades. Okay. I don't need any of that. All I meant is I don't want none of my adopted children who are brothers and sisters having brother and sister incestuous adoption mess Bro, going on. Okay? Relations. Yes. That's what I want. I don't want no relations between my patients. Okay. No, none of that. But interracial love, I'm all about that clarify that because i'm sure there's some keyboard warrior going ham with their fingers and probably done <laughs> sprained their little knuckle right by now okay and we don't want none of that we, we we don't want no keyboard on finger crime going on okay finger I'm on done. keyboard okay fair enough no twitter fingers no nothing yes but, no twitter um, fingers, no fingers. <laughs> but, <laughs> right but thank you again for joining us. Make sure you tune in for another episode. We are putting out episodes about once a week now, just as, you know, we getting outside. But mm-hmm. we do want to provide more interactive content as things go on. We're still going to be doing our, our Instagram lives. We're still going to be interviewing guests. We still have a lot of great things lined up. So thank you for Mm -hmm. sticking it out with us, thugging it out with us. And we'll connect with you guys again later. Stay safe, wear a mask, get a vaccine. Love you. Come back. Bye. Bye. Bye.